0: Kate Johnson is our teacher today, and it's a pleasure to have her back. She teaches mindful yoga in New York City public schools and Buddhist meditation at the Interdependence Project. She holds a BFA in dance from the Alvin Ailey School at Fordham University and a Master's of Arts in performance studies from NYU. She has trained at Spirit Rock Meditation Center, the Interdependence Project, with whom we partner to bring the series to you. Laughing Lotus Yoga, and the Presencing Institute. And she is currently working on a book about waking up to power and oppression as a spiritual practice, which will be published in the fall of 2017 by Parallax Press. Please welcome her back, Kate Johnson. Hi. Good afternoon.
1: It's nice to be here and I was just thinking like, wow, how, um, yeah, amazing to be able to pause in the middle of our day, in the middle of our lives and um, take a moment to look at um, beautiful, meaningful artwork and to to practice together. Um, Just have this kind of wave of gratitude around that. Um, So uh, with these images of Manjushri, um, I thought that maybe we could talk a little bit about the topic of wise effort Um, which is a a theme in um, really all traditions of Buddhism, but it's it's definitely a um, theme that's foregrounded in the the Theravada Buddhist practice. Um, And so I thought we could talk a little bit about this um, this theme of effort as it it, it expresses itself in our mindfulness practice, Um, kind of what we effort towards and how we apply that effort. Um, And then thinking about how we can even call in this energy of Manjushri as a way to support our our wise effort in meditation practice. Um, So this teachings on uh, four wise efforts that the the Buddha gave, is um, it uses this analogy of a garden, the image of a garden. And so it said that um, in order to practice wise effort or skillful effort, we should first uh, continue to water the, um, the good qualities, the wholesome qualities that have already blossomed in our, the garden of our experience, right? The ways in which we're already patient, already kind, already generous, to be, actually pay attention to those and to continue to cultivate those qualities. So that's the first wise effort, cultivating what is already wholesome. The second is to try to plant um, Wholesome seeds where they haven't yet arisen. So perhaps we know that um, uh, uh, generosity or energy is something that is um, difficult for us that we'd actually seek to cultivate those actively cultivate those um, those qualities. Um, So that's the first two, and then the third uh, wise effort is said to be to decline to water the unwholesome or unhealthy. Mental habits or activities that we practice. Um, So, to just kind of like see those plants and skip over them as we're (laughs) watering our garden, you know, let them kind of wilt. And the fourth is to not plant seeds for um, unhealthy behaviors or um, mental habits that have not yet arisen. So, you know, like don't start smoking if you haven't already done it, you know, like that. and so these first two wise efforts are really about cultivation, about like bringing in um, uh, healthy, skillful, positive qualities, ones that benefit us, ones that benefit others. Um, and the second two are uh, ones that require us to actually um, engage what I've come to think of as a, a sacred no in our practice. Um, this is uh, where I think that we can bring in the energy of Montreux and this, um, this sword of wisdom, which is said to help uh, you know, sever us from our attachments. Um, it's a little intense <laughs> phrasing around that. He didn't have, like, a good PR person, I guess. But um, the, um, the idea here is that, um, you know, particularly with this third uh, wise effort of declining to Declining to continue to water unwholesome seeds that have already been planted. Um, this is, requires a, a healthy amount of energy. Um, and I think, you know, I like to foreground this because sometimes there's this perception that with mindfulness practice, um, we're kind of taking a back seat to our experience and we're watching phenomena, you know, empty phenomena rolling along, <laughs> which is part of the practice, right? It's knowing what's happening as it's arising. But um, part of that knowing, the wisdom in that knowing, um, is also knowing when to stop um, so that we can see ourselves um, engaging in a a mental habit that we've done over and over again. And we can actually have this internal sacred no of like, not today or not right now, um, or just no, (laughs) straight up no. So um, you might as I'm talking right now, be considering working with a particular mental habit that you already know that you have. Um, if there's not one that's coming up for you, I thought maybe I would offer you one of mine, <laughs> which is the, um, the judging mind. I don't know if you've ever judged yourself or anyone else. Um, but uh, there's, it's, a, it's a, um, an expression of aversion, um, sometimes directed towards <laughs> ourselves or our environment or others. Um, and when I notice it in meditation practice, it's often like um, I'll notice that my brow is a little furrowed, or I'm like I have this internal kind of like grittiness, you know. Um, and there's a sense that um, on an energetic level, I'm kind of saying to myself, um, the way that I'm practicing is not okay, it's not good enough, or um, uh, the seat is not right, or you know, it, it we have a better practice if I'd had a different you know neighbor or you know <laughs> whatever. Um, so uh, the idea here is that, um, well, you know, for one, that we can see, you know, as a as Manjushri and the, the awareness of the, the, the turning of the wheel of dharma, right, that we can see that um, the judging mind doesn't actually, um, I mean, this is to separate judgment a little bit from discernment, right, but that the judging mind um, doesn't actually result in greater happiness for ourselves or others often. And so having seen that that's um, uh, really painful or um, unwholesome or unhealthy for us, we, ha- we create a strong intention to let that go. And so when we see that judging mind arise and practice, the sacred no, the sword of wisdom comes out, we just cut it off and um, continue to, to work with the primary object of mindfulness, in this case, the breathing. Um, and just to say, you know, with this sake, you know, I think I always try to, to preface it with a sacred no, because I think that, um, the quality of that no is important, that it's not the kind of no where we, um, notice that we're judging and then we say no and start to judge ourselves for judging, <laughs> mm-hmm. or, um, uh, that it's actually the kind of energy with which, a uh, a parent or caregiver would um, pull a child away from the street or from something that's harming them. No, you know, so that the no really comes from um, love, it comes from understanding and a desire not to not to hurt ourselves or others. Um, so I think that's all I want to say about the practice right now. But we will go ahead and have some time to practice, and then we'll have time for questions after. Um, the practice that we'll be doing today is a mindfulness of breathing practice. Um, but I guess I want to offer that, um, that if you don't want to use breath, like basically we're using breath because um, for many people this is a place that feels kind of comfortable and soothing and neutral, but kind of on the pleasant side of neutral, right? So. Um, If you find that focusing on the breath it feels agitating at all, um, I want to suggest that you find another place to rest your awareness and sensation, perhaps the palms of the hands or the soles of the feet. Um, And we'll call wherever you're resting your awareness the um, object of meditation or the the home base, right? It's the place that your mind is coming back to um, again and again, where it feels um, safe and it feels restful and it feels familiar um, and kind of at ease. So, um, so yeah, so setting up for practice, finding a, uh, a seat that feels relatively comfortable, um, resting the feet on the floor if that's possible, letting the hands rest, um, palms down or palms up or clasped in the lap, and just a place where the hands can feel like they can rest and soften. softening the the skin of the face and the muscles of the face and softening the jaw. Allowing the shoulders to relax. Relaxing the space of the heart, relaxing the belly. So that there's a sense of deep settling into this seat at this moment. And at the same time there's a an alertness within that relaxation that the spine is um, long and of openness in the chest and that even with the, the body relaxing the mind is awake And noticing the sensations of the body sitting at this moment. And I'm resting in this broad knowing, knowing what it's like to be in a human body sitting on the earth this moment in time. And then allowing your awareness to settle on a, um, an object of meditation that's um, sensory. So, the sense of the body breathing, feeling the sensations that come with inhaling and exhaling. Could be feeling the hands or the feet resting on the floor, on the, the lap, or feet on the floor. gathering the awareness around a a simple sensory experience Allowing the mind to rest. And maybe even delight in the reflection that this is a wholesome activity, this um, applying effort towards mindfulness. It's really just as simple as this, allowing the mind to rest in the sensation of the body breathing, the hands resting, feet resting. Time to time, noticing too what's happening in the mind. And if there's any kind of habit patterns that you feel are unhealthy or unwholesome, judging or comparing or kind of fixing. give it a strong no or just simply say I renounce you judging mind or imagining the sword of wisdom coming down and setting you free and then returning again to the home base for the awareness, whatever the anchor for the attention is. So we'll continue to let the sensation of the body, the body breathing, or the hands or feet be the home base for awareness, a place where we can rest and track the moment-to-moment sensation. And from time to time, just noticing if there's any mental activity um, where we feel caught. And noticing what it is and um, saying no or seeing the sword come down in a compassionate way. and then allowing yourself to come back to the sensation of this moment. noticing again, how is it now in the mind? Taking the opportunity to disentangle or separate from any Pattern that feels harmful or unskillful. The sacred no. Not going down that road. Not right now. And then letting the mind return and rest in the um, your chosen anchor for awareness. And as we move into this last few moments of practice, just um, refreshing your awareness of your body sitting at this moment, Um, and taking a moment to reflect on the practice that we did today, remembering um, any moment that you experienced of actually being able to. of stop an unhealthy thought pattern um, and to refrain from going down that road, that mental road, and kind of delighting in that capacity um, that we all have that um, with effort it's possible to change. I'll go ahead and um, ring the bell to close the practice. So thank you for that. Thank you for being willing to um, to practice with that um, sacred no, with the kind of sword of wisdom energy. I think it's a little more um, active and engaged than sometimes we work with in mindfulness practice, and there's, there's lots of ways to practice mindfulness. But one of the things that I really like about this is I feel like it helps me to train in, um, in not only saying no to unskillful mental behavior, but also um, that sometimes there's um, behavior out in the world right where um, it, I have an opportunity to interrupt harm to myself or to someone else or to our earth you know and so that this kind of meditation can actually prime us to say you know no to go to Pipeline <laughs> you know what I mean like no not going to happen thank you so much for your practice today really appreciate being here with you